Kia ora whanau, welcome back to the DNM Podcast. I'm Hayden Stubler and he's Matty Cole, FTD. Do not get it confused with DTF, but they are basically the same. So welcome back to another episode. Uh, we're up to episode 6 where we get deeper meaningful because not everyone can swim in the deep end. This episode is brought to you by Auschwitz Retirement Village. Proven communal living and a new way to live. You will no longer be lonely, sleeping in large communal bedded areas, sharing many communal spaces such as the garden, sports facilities, medical supplies and most importantly that communal ba- bathing block. Only thing to complain about will be lack of privacy. We all know that beats the depressing reality of being lonely. So Auschwitz, proven communal living. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. So uh, we welcome you back to episode 6. Um, if you want to get more deeper meaning for with, with us, you can. Um, or if you just want to troll us or straight up meet us, um, hit us up on your favourite social medias or um, give us a swipe right on your favourite dating slash meet the murderer app. Are we on Tinder, are we? Yeah, I think, yeah. We, I think we will be very shortly. It's hard not to. Everyone's doing it these days. Um, so in saying that, our social media handles are all at the DNM podcast and our email address is the DNM podcast at gmail.com so feel free to drop us a line and we do have a revenue stream which is not streaming in any revenue at the <laughs> patreon.com it's just a stream yeah just a stream um, <clears throat> out to the interwebs um, so yeah if you want to you want to get in contact with us please do we've we've raised some good topics we've put out a few challenges and, and we'd like to hear your feedback because at the moment we're just talking out into space which has been fun I'm going to admit it's been really fun oh, I've loved it yeah um, and just before we get into more of our topic for this week, um, we also want to give Rubber Monkey and Burring a bit of a plug because we just recently bought a new fancy piece of gear, an audio sound mixer. So we might sound a bit better. I mean, hopefully I sound better because I've listened back and I'm very nasally. Yeah. And, um, <coughs> hopefully I don't mumble a lot, which this audio mix will fix for us, hopefully. Um, well, but, have you turned on the anti-mumbling feature? Yeah, I'll just give it a flick now. I think it's one of these... Yeah, the big flashing red one. One of these 17 buttons. Just give, hey, what's Phantom do? Don't know. Oh, that's power, extra power. <coughs> Phantom power. Oh, cool. So I just learned something else. So on actually on that note, man, I, wanted, I just want to, um, before we jump into the topic, just thank you. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, exactly, for what? Uh, but um, just for everything, man, like just starting this podcast, had the, when we first decided, you were like, you know, it was just a good, it was a cool idea and something we could, you know, be a bit creative on. But I've actually found this learning curve so steep that it's mm. been so good. Like I've got, it's to the point mm. now where I'm so invested in it that I want to do it more so that I can learn more about it. Yeah, it's, oh, it's been a while, right, man. I'd, and um, oh, thanks for joining the ride, I guess. I, I don't don't think I can take too much credit for it. We we have had the odd harebrained idea, and um, some have come to fruition, some haven't, and this is one that has, and I'm enjoying it. If I can be honest and a bit selfish, I think I partly designed this for self-therapy, so yeah. rather than uh, getting counselling or therapy, I think this is my way of dealing with my issues, my many issues, yeah. which we all have. So um, so thank you for being part of that, and uh, yeah, yeah, joining joining the journey oh cheers bro so I wanted to say thank you for that too because you know like it's been a good outlet for me and I've got to learn a whole lot more a whole lot more about this and it's been good so um, mm. this partly is probably also partly why um, this topic is a little bit weak in should, preparation but not in not should in we talk quantity. are we going to address um, the new gear and then the new edition yeah, it might as well because it's all new stuff. Yeah, yeah. so uh, just before Hayden launches into his topic, we, we've we got new gear, so hopefully we're sounding a bit better, a bit clearer, and uh, less uh, birds tweeting and police cars going past uh, and things like that. So we're just experimenting with some new gear. Uh, we got a proper mixer and using XLR mics. <coughs> Pardon me. And uh, more excitedly, we have a new member of the podcast. He's not here today, unfortunately, so we're just doing the last little like, Hayden and Maddie version, but uh, yeah. from next week... Mr. T will be joining us, and if you listen to episode 5.5, you'd had a taste of him, and uh, he's he's good. He's very good, and um, to be fair, I think he potentially is going to replace both of us. Yeah. Um, hopefully not too soon, though. I think I'm just going to get on a desk and just sit in the background, and he can just take over. Just talk, and I'll just randomly laugh at everything he does. Yeah. So, yeah, so welcome aboard, Mr. T, officially. Um I'm sure it's going to be a good ride. It was good having a chat to you last it's week. Good. I think it's good to have a third voice, third opinion. Third, it kind of balances out, and I think it makes it flow a bit more natural too. So I'm more than happy to have him along. And that's not to say we won't have any more guests, but he's definitely 
I think he's almost host oh, yeah. status, I'd say. He'd oh, be yeah, I wouldn't say host. he is a guest. Yeah. I'd say he's now an integral part of the um, of the casting crew. Cool, cool. So, yeah, welcome board. And on that note, man, um, the topic for this week is the future. So I actually didn't write down too much about this because we don't, know, <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen in the future, for starters. Um, and I kind of came about this because it, it was I had another topic of mine and it was – and it was conspiracy theories, and we're going to get into that later. But um, then when Elliot joined and he talked about um, death and that maybe we should start at the other end and yeah. like look into the future and work our way back, I was like, well, actually, that's something that we don't, that a lot of people don't actually do. Like, sure, we have a two year, three year, five year plan, but w- reality is, does everyone go down and have a look 10 years, 20 years down the track? Because if, if you come to me in 2011 and said to me, you're going to be in the same job in 10 years' time. I would have said, whatever. I was like, how do you even know that? I was like, I've, you know, at the time I had no job. So I was like, how do you, how do you know I'm going to have the same job in 10 years' time? And to be fair, bro, it's gone really quickly. And I don't think I would have envisioned have staying in the position either. Um, so, yeah, that's why I chose the future. I was like, why don't we look, look forward, forward and then work our way back? And then, then I was like, well, actually, this is a great idea because – Okay, even at home, I hardly talk about it beyond the year or probably even beyond, like, months. I don't think I looked that too far forward. Um, and yeah, man, and then I was thinking, and then we were talking about what the current society of children were today, and I was like, I wonder what that's going to look like for my kids in the future. So I've got young kids now, they're both under three. 20 years track, man, down the track, I'm probably... Having the discussion about death, it's too late. And yeah, who knows, man? They they might this Oswish thing might be where they pick me off to because they're not interested they in making into the a caramel elders. slice. Yeah. Mm. So first of all, man, I wanted to get your discussion. Do you think about the future often, and how far into the future? Wow, that's it's it's interesting. So I've you know, and going through what I've been through lately in terms of um, ending a relationship a long-term one it definitely has put my future into a different path whereas before I would have been like oh you know marriage kids uh and that kind of that thing and now I'm back to taking steps back and now rearranging everything so truth be told I haven't thought that far ahead um when I think about the future I think that there can be a bit of a danger in living too far in the future like thinking too much about it worrying too much about it um but there's also a danger in not doing enough about it and and then the danger about thinking too far ahead and planning too far ahead is that maybe don't live in the present so i think there's a real balance to do both is to think ahead live for now and kind of reflect on the past as well because i think there's three parts to yep. yeah how you how you conduct yourself so um truth be told at this stage especially with my job and what I'm doing currently, uh, I am just just trying to get through to about a month's time from now, and that's about as far as I'm thinking. In terms of like long-term future, I don't know, man. I, uh, truth be told, I don't think about it that much because I feel, and I don't plan too much far ahead because I think me personally, if I plan too much, and then I don't get somewhere, I can get pretty disheartened by it. Like if I said, oh, I want to be married by 25, well, that ship's been and gone, and then I'd be upset, you know? Yeah. So I just kind of take it as I go. And I, and to a large degree, because I'm fairly optimistic, I think, I know it's gonna stuff like that's going to happen anyway. Yeah. So I don't stress too much. Like, I'm going to get married one day and have kids and all that. Like, I just I have faith. I don't know if faith is the right word, but it's going to happen. So I don't, don't think too much about the future. Um. But then I do make plans and decisions that would impact positively my future. Yeah, I you, think. Sorry. No, you go. If you were to <clears throat> plan ahead, how far ahead do you think you should go? I guess it depends on the person. Like I say for myself, because I can, I can um, sometimes think negatively about myself and things. If I thought too far ahead and it didn't happen, I would get ahead. As, as to in terms of bringing a number to it. Don't know, man. Like, uh, you know, like I know people say things. I've like, oh, got a two-year plan, then a five-year plan, and a ten-year plan. Yeah. I don't think I really have that. I mean, 
I have general things that I want to achieve at some point, but in terms of putting a time frame on it, I don't. I think maybe that's also because I like to seize opportunities or make opportunities. So, you know, if one of my goals to be, I don't know, like a head of something, yeah. then I don't necessarily say I want to buy 2030, I want to have that. I just, I'm going to always work towards it, always bearing in mind my future. And that opportunity might come up next year. It might come up two years from now. But as soon as that opportunity arises, I'm going to take it. Yeah. I'm not going <clears> to, <throat> you know, if it comes up, Two years from now, I'm not going to put it down because I'm waiting for 2030. I'm just, yeah. the next opportunity, I'll take it. Yeah. Fair enough, man. Like, mm. I, I'm in a similar boat. Like, I don't potentially look too far into the future because I've always been of that. And we talked about this in the meaning of life where I believe, like, timing is everything. And so you'll get what you need to get and what you don't need to get at the time that you're supposed to get it. So in terms of, like, planning, I've never been a huge planner. Um and it probably comes through in my work, like people come through and say, oh, you know, we need this done. And I'm just, I don't really ask, when do you need it done by? I kind of just go, okay, cool. How important is it to you that it gets done? Mm. And then I gauge from there whether or not I need to properly plan that and, and get Prioritize it done it. sooner, yeah. So, um, yeah, for me, I've never really looked into the future um, just because I've more, I've more been a live in the present kind of guy. Um, similarly with... Um, even reflecting on the past, I'm like, well, the past is the past. I've been there, done that, and it is what it is. So I haven't even reflected on that too much. But there is um, some good learning around reflection and looking at things and trying to figure out whether or not you could have done it better or if there was a lesson to be learned in that. So I'm getting better at that, actually, just having a, just taking a bit of time out to reflect back and have a look. But in terms of the future, I don't really plan too much for my own life and what's going to happen um, but when I do look into the future I just think that it's going to be a whole lot more dire than it is now like I've got personally or just generally just the in world? general yeah. eh? I don't f I don't see how we can swing back from people being qu quite um, narcissistic on themselves on social media and stuff and be all about themselves and then swing it back to start caring about someone else and I don't, I don't know maybe I'm just being too pessimistic but I feel like the kids are not doing a great job at being better. And that's probably not the kids' fault. It's probably the parents' fault. You know, we, mm. as parents, we're probably doing a worse job than we should be doing to make sure that that change is turned around. But um, like I talked about off my mum and my mum when I was younger, when my nan, so my nan's always been old to me. But when she started getting really old and not being able to move around and lost the ability to drive her own car, I talked to my mum. I was like, oh, you know, why don't you chuck her in an old person's home? Maybe Oshwish. <laughs> I don't know. And she's Thanks. like, oh, you know, that's not no quality of life, and I would never do that to my mum. Mm. And I was like, yeah, fair point. And now that I'm at that age now where potentially I've got to start looking after my mother, um, I would never do that to her either because I would hate to not see her there unless there was some sort of requirement where it was better that she was there, where she got the medical care she needed or... You know, all her friends are there. had a better quality of life, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah, and and maybe happy hour lasted four hours instead of one hour. You know, I don't know, but yeah, my mum was like, "I'm never doing that," and so now that I look at it, it's actually coming. You know, I don't know if it's becoming better or worse, but I feel like it's getting worse. Like, just a general future. Yeah, just in general, like, like we talked about it yesterday on five point five with kids if they have more respect or less respect for out the elderly than they do and you know that was always number one for my mum was to make sure that you respected mm. your elders yeah i mean i like i say i'm a fairly i'm a fairly optimistic person but i i think there are some real serious issues and there's going to be a real hit point of where it all becomes yeah. a lot or too much and I'm not sure we're quite equipped to deal with it properly for a positive outcome yeah so yeah I mean I agree to a point and I think it's sometimes easy to be I don't know maybe pessimistic or negative but I think there's a lot of good in the world too and there's a lot of good people coming up and a lot of good things happening but there is a lot of negative stuff and I think part of the problem is that we can see so much more of the negative stuff because there's social media and yeah. technologies um, more quickly showing us the negative stuff, you know. So we see a lot more of it. We're bombarded with a lot more of it. But I think there is probably more of it. But there's also a lot of good, but that doesn't necessarily make good headlines or get shared around as much, you know. So, yeah, future looking glim. Glum, sorry. Yeah. I'd probably say so. Yeah, I want to be hopeful. Like I'm, a positive, <clears throat> like, I'm like, yeah, I'm a positive person. 
So, it, you know, I just I just feel like that not much has been done now to change it. Um, like down to devices and schools, and we've got a rule here where you're not allowed to have your phones out. Phones in pockets, that's the rule. But then we just had a discussion today about um, one of the students making a post, um, apparently during school time. And so the problem was around Instagram and how do we get to look at it and all that sort of stuff. I was like, well, why don't we just roll it back to the rule where it should have been in the pocket. Okay, did you post? Yep. Uh, well, that's it. You mm. you know, we're going to give you a consequence for for that. Um, and so, you know, I don't know. Like, And it's the same thing with yesterday around that, that kid calling out one of the staff members as being old. And to be fair, we all get older. Um, but yeah, the the lack of respect for that for that staff member is probably I think the hurting part, the part where we're we're like, well, you know, who's you know, so that's gone now. He's that's that moment's passed, and no one's pulled him up on it. So if we come back to him even today, it's twenty four hours later, the effect that it probably could have had is diminished. Mm. And if and I don't know if anyone has talked to him, uh, and he wouldn't have reflected on it himself. Yeah, definitely not. And so like. You know, it's getting worse. Just show off the bat in that small scenario. So, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to be. I'd like to be optimistic that you know that the flower power generation will come back and save us, and we'll push reset on um, like being kind and. I th- I think part of the problem, <coughs> excuse me, is that human nature. Um, I think this is human nature is that we don't necessarily care for things until it's like affects us. You know. Um, no one, well, not no one. People don't generally donate to charities, you know, like cancer research or whatever else, until suddenly their member, a family member has cancer, <coughs> excuse me, or themselves are affected by it. Same with climate change. Yeah. No one, not many people are going to care as much until one day we go, okay, we generally can't breathe anymore and it's now 35 degrees Celsius all the time. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, okay, well, let's plant some trees, but then it's too late. So I think part of the problem with the future is that while we can as humans have this we have this great ability to um use our imagination and be creative and think about things like in the future but unless it's got some real world implication on us and unless we can really see that happening or we've got clues and evidence that's that we can verify that's gonna that it's gonna happen we don't necessarily take that on board so i think that's why climate change is still not such a huge issue is because you know people don't look outside and see it's 55 degrees and that you know there's fires breaking out all the time so people think it's not a big deal because it's not affecting them but in actual fact it is and it's going to be a very serious problem for the future yeah definitely like they're not living in fiji where you get a high tide and then half your island disappears so um yeah man like and i'm i'm a big like i i'd like to think that i do my best for the environment so like i gave up straws a long time ago and um try not to throw out any plastic bags and all that sort of stuff and recycles as much as possible. But on the flip side of that, well, my partner, she's just like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, look, I'm just trying to say, you know, make make a small change for the for the better, for the better. And um, she's like, oh, you know, it's just one plastic bag. I was like, yeah, but we've got one plastic bag and they've got one plastic bag and... You know? Oh mate, you're a good, you're a better man than I. I'd almost agree with your partner slightly yeah. because I know, like I know, <clears throat> I was in the bathroom that day here, and it said, you know, you run your tap for one minute and that's seven liters of water. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, obviously I'm not going to run it for a minute and I don't anyway. But, you know, you got to like a company, you know, like a Coke yeah. or something like that, and they will use millions of liters a minute. Yeah. And. Yeah, I'm sure heaps of their stuff's wasted, but no, I must have a short shower in cold water <laughs> because Coke's pumping 70 million litres of water a second out of whatever, you know. So it's like, yeah. I, can, I totally get it, man. But, you know, if we all did it, like you say, definitely would add up. But then also we've got these huge companies making millions and they're probably, you know, I think that's part of the problem with capitalism is that you're, you're for profit, you're for money, you're not necessarily for the future yeah. or the betterment of the future. Not, not to say everyone's like that, but for most companies... Out yeah. for profit for future, because those those companies also too like to pump out that they're like, um, you know, socially responsible companies. So like for as many millions of liters of water that Coke will run to generate their Coke and wash the bottles and stuff and get them ready, they'll also say, oh, but on the flip side, our bottles are fully recyclable. 
but that's the end of their job done. So it's up to you to then go and put that bottle into the recycling bin. So they're doing, they're kind of in a way, they're doing something about it, but they're not, if that makes sense, because it's still down to the person to go and put that bottle away. It's interesting that you raise the shower, and especially around time, eh? Because I grew up in the country, bro, and no word of a lie, this is how we had to shower in our house. Our mum would, she'd run the, she'd run the water till it got to the temperature it needed to be at. And then we just fold in. There we go. One in, one minute, in and out. Because we're on tap, we're on tap water, so we couldn't afford to waste it. Was it like a tank water? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, tank water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had a tank. We had a big massive tank, and we just had to conserve our our water until it rained. And you know, even <laughs> even in a minute and twenty seconds shower. Yeah. So it's a sticking point with me. Bro, don't raise it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll burn this place down. Yeah. But um, yeah, like you know, I think just all around the world like we can do things better like I'm not saying that a bag made from something else is not good like we've got material bags now that apparently more sustainable and you know so that we're not throwing plastic bags into the environment like Mm. we are and creating the massive rubbish on and it's in the middle of the ocean but um, there are ways around it like there's there's a company in I think it's in I want to say Thailand where they've developed a recyclable bag that can be made out of a yucca tree. So the, the texture of it feels like a plastic bag, and it's the same deal, it comes in neatly packed, you pull one off, take it. Biodegradable probably. But it is, yeah, it's biodegradable. <clears throat> um, it's, it's waterproof until it gets to hot water and then it breaks down. And so if it does break down or if it ends up in the sea, fish can also eat it as, mm. so it's, it's nutrients. Now, I, just, so I was going to pack and say the other day and it had um, biodegradable bags, so I got a bag of avos with a, a biodegradable bag. Yeah. You could you could um, chuck in the compost, it said, compostable, sorry. Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying don't have something that fulfills that purpose, but we, we could be better around doing mm. the way that we do it. And maybe it's a money thing too, maybe... Oh, always. There's always money yeah, involved. Maybe the bags that they got that were plastic are, I don't know, 0.3 of a cent where these biodegradable ones are one cent, so they're instantly they've lost money. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, I just like to think that everyone would do their bit to make the future a better place. Yeah, I think I think part of the problem for, for the general public and myself included, in, in thinking about the future is that we have so much on our plate currently, you know, yeah. you don't have that time, effort or energy to think about that far in the future. Like, I'm fairly well off, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, like I have a job and I have a house and, you know, money's a bit tight, but I, I in a way, live week to week just, well, at this stage, I guess, in my life, once I'm restarting again. But I'm sure there's lots of people that live paycheck to paycheck and therefore they are just literally trying to survive yeah. um, like this very raw human trait of just trying to survive. And therefore they can't go, Hey, you know what? In two years, we're going to go to Samoa for a holiday. Yeah. They just don't have that capacity or they're not going to go five years from now. I want to get, you know, we want to be knocking 10 grand off the mortgage, whatever it is. They just don't have the capacity to think that far ahead because they're so stressed at yeah. the moment. Mm. Yeah. I think you're right. Eh? I think the present, and the things that are happening in the present consume you at that point in time that you don't look for because you are your attention is elsewhere and you're focusing on other things. But I guess it would be like death, like global warming won't become a thing until they go. School bell. Oh, dang. Should we cut that out? No, let's keep it in. Oh, yeah. we can cut it out. Or not. Yeah, we'll leave it in there. It's all raw. It's just, all yeah. emotions, and and now we've just realised why we would not record here. Yeah. <laughs> um, where was I? Uh, we talked about oh shit. Living in the present, being yeah. consumed by it. Can't think about the future. You can't think about the future, and then yeah, then it comes back. So that's where I was going, and then I guess it's like that death thing. Mm. It's like oh, then like you're saying, oh, it's not going to happen until it's too late, and so it's, global warming is not going to become a thing until they lose Hawaii. And they're like a whole state of America gone underwater, and they'll be like, mm. "Okay, I now, think, yeah. now I'll plant a few trees and yeah, President Trump recycle." Be, oh, I think we missed a boat on that thing. Greta Turing is it her name? Greta yeah, Turing, yeah. yeah. And that's probably the other problem, man. Like in the age of information, where she had a very special message to deliver, and she felt very passionate about it, and then the internet turned into a big fat joke. And so everyone's like, oh, did you see the lip sync that she did, that someone did of Greta? And so the message that you're getting is not the one of her talking about global warming, it's the one about 
a Māori fella putting a Māori accent across it and saying there's no pork bones left in the hangi or the boil-up pot. So, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. We'd like, we don't have the ability to look forward because it's not directly affecting us, so we don't care about it, I suppose. Yeah, and I would think, speaking on that, I think we, we used to be in an age of technology and information and now we're actually in an age of social media where... It used to be the internet was used for informational and educational purposes. Now it's used for mostly social media, I'd, I'd say, as yeah. a generalization. Yeah, social so, media, shopping, retailing. So, so therefore, instead of you know learning about these issues that face us for the future, that would rather... And I mean, I don't blame people, like, rather watch a cat video or something of that description because, you know, you think about the general public, what's more entertaining or what's more captivating? Would you rather think about how the world's slowly going to shit politically environmentally socially or would you rather just watch some cat roll around yeah. on the ground it's like well yeah no general public when you're so stressed and you are under shit you can't think like that yeah but i think the reverse is true if you have lots of money and time i think you do think a lot about the future and maybe into a negative sense you think too far in and you get stressed about the future but you have that time and effort energy you can put into it whereas general public i just don't think they have it yeah, I agree with that, man, 100%. Like, mm. And like, these kids are not going to know that they're being dicks until they grow up later on in life and someone calls them on it. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't know how that change happens. Like, I don't know how, how the flower power generation came about. Like, I guess a lot of like-minded people got together and said, we're against war, is there a better way? And then they had a party, thought about it, discussed some stuff. And they're like, oh, you know, high as a kite. Man, that flower looks beautiful. Like, look at that flower just growing there and, and amongst all those weeds and being a beacon of light. Oh, that's us with the flower yeah. power generation. We're going to take care of this and stop the war. Do you, so. do you think previous generations thought more about the future? Or, like, is it, like, I guess I'm trying to ask, is it always a human condition to not think that far ahead? Or is it more more prevalent now? What do you reckon? Yeah, that's a good question. Like, I'd, I think we potentially I think we potentially have lost the ability to to be um or to look at the future and to some extent so like you were saying before you know if you're going to get married and have kids like you you haven't put a time on it or a date you just like, you're like it's one of my life goals and I'm going to get to it at some stage but Back in the 1920s and 40s and 50s, like if you got to 21 and you didn't have a boyfriend, you you were considered almost... Undateable. Yeah. You're probably married by then. Yeah. You're either married with kids or people going, what's wrong with you? You're not married with kids, you know? And so they, I guess they had, they had not necessarily their life planned out, but they had the way that life had gone in the previous for their parents and their grandparents and that was instilled in them. But nowadays we don't, put that sort of pressure on our kids to an extent where we say, oh, you know, go, go to university, get a good job. Like, you know, it's like, well, they kids, we've got to let them be kids and you let them find their own way. And, um, yeah, I don't, I just wonder if that's what it is. We've, we've kind of, as society's changed, the way that we were then and how we, saw life and how we thought life was supposed to be with getting a good job and providing for your family and all that sort of stuff um, has changed as society's needs have changed now you know you've got single mums and single fathers who um, you know do that shit on their own and, and make a good fist of it and provide and you know so it's different they're like we're not I'm not trying to say um, that you need to get married but I am trying to say that you're a hard worker you know and so then that's this the social change and then we've got into the internet age where I guess the haves and the have nots who had just finished war and then growing up and then this new thing internet's turned up you know they didn't know how to handle it and then so they've let the schools handle it and the kids that have come through have, have been like, oh yeah this is the way it is and you know there's been no I guess societal um theory around how to deal with the internet like you say at the start it was inf information age it was great oh you know we could 
all those encyclopedias information that we didn't, the school couldn't afford, we can now get on one CD. Well, I mean, uh, especially in regards to like the internet, it, that's still a very new technology. Like, even I, I'm fairly young, but I remember that the internet started like when I was, you know, became yeah. quite prevalent when I was in um, intermediate. I think even at yeah. intermediate, we didn't have computers that connected to the yeah. internet. So, you know, that's that's quite a new technology, and we we don't know how it's going to look in the future. We don't know how far it's going to influence. We don't know. You know, initially, how to bring up kids on the internet yeah. age because it's not—it's quite a new thing. Yeah, definitely. I guess we're trying to find our feet in that. So, yeah. um, funny story you mentioned when the internet started. So, when I was at school, um, the internet wasn't really around, but computers were, and we won our school, our small school, um, in the Poverty Bay region. We won a computer, and it went in to the um, storage behind our school dentist oh, really? because no one knew how to use it. Wow. So we won this thing that's ridiculously expensive and come with all the bells and whistles, printer, um, screen, mouse, you know, the whole whole shebang. Disc, straight uh, into the disc, cupboard. Disc hard drive, disc drive and all that sort of stuff. Straight into the cupboard. And then as I was leaving that school, it came out and was being sold at a flea market for like two bucks. It had never been used. It was being sold sold as brand new for cheap. Got it. And so that's a that's just a little bit of a life story about how old I am. Working right. working backwards from there. Yeah, working backwards. So I've got a question for you, man. What yep. does the future look like for Maddie Cole? Not necessarily in your life, but what do you think the surroundings and and the environment and in the world looks like um, in the future for you? I guess, like I say, I have this thing about my future where I just know everything's going to be okay. So the, lots of the things that I want out of life, like a, a long-term partner and kids and stuff, it is going to happen. Yeah. So oh, definitely happen, bro. You're good looking. Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not sugarcoated. That, that shirt you dark, have. Uh, dark, dark night. Yep, maybe. Uh, from a yeah. distance. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I don't think about it too much because, like I say, I, I know it's going to happen. Um, and and also combine that with the fact that I think I'm fairly content with things, so yeah. I don't I don't necessarily want too much. Uh, I've got a house, I've got a dog. My house isn't fantastic. It's okay. Yeah. It looks well, like well, an well, old up on me. It looks like an old '90s Pizza Hut. So that's a bonus in yeah, itself. Yeah, no salad bar though. Um, so in terms of what it actually looks like, because I have that stuff and I'm quite happy with it, I think that'll be part of it. Um, you know, I'm probably going to have another house at some point, but I don't don't know what it looks like. I don't necessarily care that much. Yeah. Um, so as long as I have a wife and a couple of kids, with ideally three. Three. Three is my number. That's a good number. Um, then then yeah, I'll be happy, and that's that's how I envision my future. Um, probably still staying in the same job because I love my job as difficult as it is some days. And so I don't yeah I don't know really what I see apart from. And it's, it's, it's also a bit hard because I am so stressed at the moment. I'm just trying to survive. <laughs> just trying to get through the day. I'm, I'm, I'm like that general public where I am stressed. I can't think too far ahead because yeah. I'm just trying to make it to um, Friday. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man, to be honest. I And also, uh, to compound it and make it even more complicated, I've gone through a big life change anyway. Yeah. So I'm kind of reevaluating what I want and um, thinking, yeah, I guess thinking a bit about the future, but... At this stage, I'm happy. Um, yeah. Oh, cool, man. Sorry, I can't give you a nice, oh, nice no, answer hey, on that. But you know, like we say, we don't know what the future holds. I just wondered if you had an idea about what the future might bring for you or potentially everyone. I mean, and, and a part of it is I, I don't know, and and I'll jump on whatever I can. Like, if if I'd have thought three years ago or two years ago, even a year ago, if I'd have thought oh, I'll have a be doing a weekly podcast, I don't know. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Who's got time for that? Yeah. But then the opportunity, well, we kind of made the opportunity in a way, um, but then I just took it. So who knows what opportunities will come up in future or where I'll be. Um, you know, for lots of the stuff I've done in life, I didn't necessarily plan it or think it would happen in the future, but it just kind of popped up, yeah. took it and went with it. So in some ways, I'm just going to roll with what life throws at me, you know, so and just see what happens. Yeah, man, as you should, as long as as long as long you're happy, eh, bro? I'm, I'm, happy. Life. I'm very so happy. It's all good. Yeah, for me, man, like I've got high hopes. I've got really good high hopes for like what the future holds. I reckon we have cured cancer by then. I reckon give that at least. Oh, I'm gonna make a bold statement. I reckon within the next fifteen years, we'll have a cure for the big C. Um, I hope that what I what I would really hope for is that, especially kids 
today. They start to become more thinkers, more critical thinkers, and start to think about these things that we're talking about now, like from a younger age. And, you know, because at the moment, all we've got is, is basically a whole lot of digital sheep. So whatever propaganda gets thrown at them, that they follow. Fanciest, you know, that's that's it. So hopefully they start to dissect that stuff a little bit more and go, well, actually, hang on, let's have a look at this person and see, like, you know, how much value do they actually bring to my life or even the world and what we're doing? Because hopefully, like, um, and I'm only new to, like, looking at how teaching works, but it looks like it's moving in a good direction with, like, things like STEM education and, like, getting getting kids to be more hands-on and think about things more and hopefully integrate that stuff. Because at the moment, and this is and this is exactly what they said when I was going through university, they're like, oh, you need to be a computer program or have something to do with computers because if you don't, you can be struck behind. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what's happening. You'll like, be putting in computers yeah. in boxes behind the dentist office. Yeah, yeah, basically. You know, or it'll be, it won't be, won't be boxes, it'll be people. It'll be like, you can't work anymore because you don't know how this works. So sorry about it, but thank you for your 45 years of hard graft, but we're going to replace you with this... Um, Younger, yeah, this this younger person who's just fresh out of university with a degree that ten thousand other people have, but know how to make stuff. So, I reckon in the future, I don't know if we have flying cars. Uh, personally, I don't really want flying cars, uh, but I reckon they they cure cancer. Um, the kids of today become more humanistic and humanitarian, and hopefully think a little bit more than they do now. About everything. Automated cars, self-driving cars, 100%. I'm down for that. I oh, can, yeah. I'll be down for automated cars. I reckon 10 to, 15, one. 10 to 15 years and electric also 10 yeah. to 15 years. That's got to yeah. got to happen. Yeah, definitely. I reckon there'll be a hydrogen car at some stage. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty oh, sure. There already are some versions of that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a guy out there who did develop one that ran on seawater, although he was found dead next to a beach. And I'll find out who it is because that's part of my conspiracy theories. That's one of the episodes I want to bring up. It's nine? Yeah, episode known maybe. Um, but yeah, like for me, I'm I'm really optimistic that the parents of today are going to do a really sweet job on the kids that will make that change because it's happened. You know, we've had the flower power generation. You have the um, the protesters and the Tiananmen Square. Um, you know, everyone banded together around the nine eleven attacks. So, well, I think I think you're right in saying this generation of parents will do better because. You know, it's a bit topical to say that the boomers are screwing up everything because yeah. that's t- that's going around at the moment. Yeah. But I think to some degree that's true. Um, the okay. generation of parents of this generation have had it tough and they've been through a bit, and yeah. they, I think, are more aware of the future. Whereas, um, like the boomer generation, just didn't think that far ahead and they just kind of made hay while the sun was shining whereas now we're having to pick up the pieces a bit and the parents that are picking up the pieces now know that and they're going to instill the values of looking after things and thinking about the future to their kids yeah yeah i think that's a difference now that's what i hope for the future i'm pretty yeah i'm fairly optimistic that it will happen so yeah um i think another i was just having a think uh, uh, another reason people maybe don't think too far ahead in the future uh especially nowadays is uh, I think there's so much choice going future into the future. Yeah. For example, you know, you talk about being married when you're 21, you know, if you were born in the 1920s, 30s, 40s. Well, your future in terms of your choices is really narrow then. Like if you're a woman, you had to get married to one because you could have spit out like seven babies and then you're a house mother. Like you just, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go do this, this or this. So your choices for your future are really narrow and your expectations are really narrow. Whereas nowadays... Um, you know, you get to you get to end of high school and say, okay, you can have a gap year next year. You can maybe go to uni. You can do an apprenticeship. What do you want to do? You can you can choose. Yeah. And there's so much choice that people almost don't want to think about it because the opportunity of cost of you making a choice is that you feel upset. So people don't think too far in the future because they don't know. And if they make the wrong choice, they get upset at themselves. Whereas, yeah, you didn't have choice back in the day, which makes you maybe means that you can plan a bit better because it's like well i'm going to die at 60 because i was born in the 1920s you know i don't i'm not going to live to 85 90 or 100 you know whatever our generation will be so yeah i think that was part of the future problem yeah actually thinking about future problems needing retirement villages is probably going to be one of them 
um, because, like you say, we're only getting like the minute I've put it out there that we're going to cure cancer. So there's going to be a whole raft of other things that we're going to be able to do that's going to prolong life um, for good or bad. So that's probably a problem that we're going to have in the future is finding housing for the old people. Um, but Oshwish is onto something already. Um, but yeah, I can just see like, and just thinking about that actually, which is now just triggered a memory that I had when we traveled around Hong Kong, which is, ah, oh, sorry, China, which is really cool, is that um, in the rural communities and where they typically were farmlands and stuff like that, they when they built houses, what had happened is that one generation would build a house and then they would leave it open on the top. So they'd seal it in so that it was still weatherproof, but there was the ability to build higher. And so basically what happened is that when the next generation took over and they'd gone to school and they'd become farmers and all that sort of stuff, they would build the oh. next level. Mm-hmm. And then so everyone moved up one. So um, the grandparents moved into the second floor and the children moved into the first floor. And then they repeat the cycle. So then they'd have kids, their kids would go off to school, they'd come back, that third generation rule, the third level, everyone moves up one. So I thought that was really cool. And, and then thinking about the problems that we might have in the future because med- medical advancements are going to keep us alive longer. We kind of need something like that, I think. And... This was 2008 when I saw that. So we fast forward, was it 10 years? No. Yep. 11 years. 11 years. Actually, no, I saw that 2006. 2008 was when I got back to New Zealand. So 2006 I saw that. And so they're already kind of ahead of that curve, I feel. And it's even to the point too where um, like the school, the rural school had – their own stadium, like their own multi-purpose stadium, the one that you would find like down the road here at FMG, they had something like that at their school. And that was just purely because they were they had invested in their school because that was the future, the kids were going to be the future, and so they gave them the goods then. So they come back, built their next level, everyone moved up, and they were all looking after each other. Different cultures, eh? Yeah, different, definitely different uh, cultures. Especially with China and the, like, the one-child policy, you've got your one child, that is your entire future. Yeah. So and it makes can... sense to invest that much in them. Yeah, and you pour everything into them. But um, there's another one that's similar to... Oh, now you were telling me about this, about um, the v- kind of villages that they build somewhere. Oh, kibbutz? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the kibbutz is an Israeli thing, I believe, where like generations of family and extended family live together on one site, but they have they have one big piece of land but build multiple houses and then they share a lot of things. So yep. they share cars and child-rearing duties and dinners and food and um, they, they are a bit more communal and family-orientated, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, if I think about my family, we're very scattered and we have like our own house here and our own house here and we're scattered over areas of New Zealand where... We we joked we joked about making a kibbutz. Oh yeah, I was dead keen. Anyway. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm down. Like it, with with housing the way it is, I thought, yeah, let's do a kibbutz. Yeah, but everyone never, move here. Yeah, well, we were gonna do that. We well, the talk was gonna do that, and I thought it was really cool. But we never it never came to light. Possibly because people, yeah, it's in in practicality, it's a lot more difficult than it sounds. Yeah, but yeah, I think kibbutz is is quite cool. Yeah, I think that's awesome. So I guess maybe if we're looking at something, maybe reforming those community connections you know because I remember at school when I was at primary school um, like we knew everybody on our road the whole lot and since I've left school and then gone back to the house that I grew up in which was where my mum still lives she knows about three people so it's just three people that used to live on that road when I was there but there's about another 12 houses on that street that we that I grew up on and don't know any of them you know, but we we knew everybody back then, and you would talk to everybody, and you know. But and my mum's lived there all her life, and so's Dick Parsons and everyone else, and they don't know these other people that live near them that have bought up, built houses, and did then just kept to themselves. I mean, I'll admit I don't know all my neighbours. I know some of them, I don't know all of them, but you know, I'm probably it's it's probably part of my fault because you know 
a classic thing when we first moved in. Oh, so busy. Got to unpack yeah. everything. Got to set up. Oh, work standing up again. Got to do this. Got to do this. And then I never actually got out to introduce myself formally to, to everyone. I I know a few of them now. But yeah, again, it's that yeah. thing. It's like, oh, no, I'm too busy. It's too stressed. Thinking about now. Can't think. Oh, because in actual fact, you know, if I met all my neighbors and had a chat to them, then they feel more safe and comfortable. They'll tell me if something happens at my yeah, property and we look them. after each other more of a community. So it's actually a future investment. Yeah. But at the time I'm stuck in, oh no, I'm busy, you got to unpack, got to do this. So stuck it's just victim of the time. Yeah, stuck in me mode. Yeah. Um, they probably heard that you make lasagna and they're like, I'm not having any of yeah, that. It's a bit, a bit ashy, the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one had a... Where's his dog gone? Yeah. <laughs> Wooden flavour to it. What's, what's going on there? But yeah, maybe that's maybe that's a fix, man. We just need to start talking to our neighbours more, get more communal, start telling our kids what is essentially an 80-year plan. Okay, you go do what you want for 50 years, but you come back home and we're going to live together. And I'll be cool with that because I'll be like, yeah, that's all good, mum, because then on top of that, you've probably only got another 30 years and I'll get all your shit. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I was just thinking about your idea of like, how it seems that everything's kind of expanding and getting bigger and worse. I wonder if we're almost on the tipping point where we reach that precipice, like the end, and then now we start building back yeah, and scaling down, like yeah. you're saying. Because, you know, social media age, okay, you've got 1,500 friends on Facebook, but do yeah. you? Do you yeah. have that many friends? And, you know, I've talked about before, I don't know if I talked about on the podcast about that thing about how there's 100, they reckon scientifically 150 is a maximum people you can have good, meaningful relationships with. Yeah. And I wonder if I've had this big explosion of, you know, connection. I'm doing inverted commas yeah. because it's not real connection, not true connection of pe with people, social media, politically, all up to shit, yeah. environmentally, socially. It's all really bad. And it's kind of getting to this point. And then, Hopefully you don't get to the point where everything collapses and we have like a societal or economic or environmental collapse where people die and things. But we just get this point where we're like, okay, we've gone too far, we've pushed it, we weren't aware of far-reaching implications. Let's scale it back. Let's get back to community, cut the friends down, yep. form meaningful relationships, get a meaningful job, um, scale back your you know your wants and your needs to that you're happy with, and just scale everything back. Because we've obviously gone too far. Yeah. Obviously, human advancement and technology and license, all great, you know, all good positive advancement. But maybe we've gone a bit too far and we just need to chuck it back a bit. Because, you know, you think about human nature, you know, meaning of life stuff, pure meaning of life replication, you know, pro, uh, yeah. not, I was going to say procrastination, yeah. but it's not that. Um, Procreation. Well, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe a little bit. It depends on what you. Yeah. So maybe we've gone too far and we just need to scale it back. And then people will be more happy, think a bit further, have yeah. a bit more time and effort. I don't know. Yeah, I think we need those big events in life, eh? Like, um, in, like if I was to go back and rehash some of the events that have done this, so like obviously the war was a big one and the flower power generation came through. And then, um, then you have the earthquakes in China where... Millions of people are buried, or not millions of people, but thousands of people are buried and alive. And you know, it, it almost takes a big special event, like even the tsunamis. And when do they happen? I don't even know. Because where, the Boxing Day ones. Yeah. So when they happen, you know, it's it, that was a reset for for those countries and those communities, and and it probably had did bring them closer together. And um, the big earthquakes in Japan. You know, nine eleven, any any yeah. big tragedy. So I wonder if we, if that. I hope, hopefully, we're not heading towards something like. Hope, hopefully, it's like what you say. We're going to get to a point where we all realize and we go, hang on, we've gone too far. Let's dial it back a little bit. Um, but it's probably not the case. Like we, history repeats, and we're probably doomed to repeat the failures of the past very yeah, I, shortly. I think the realistic side of me says that in in terms of human nature, like I said, I think we. We must have to go through that before people go, oh, okay, well, now the world's on fire and I've got no money and my house isn't worth anything and then we will reset. Yeah. Uh, just unfortunately, I think that's human nature is you have to go through it to then reset. Would have liked to have just gone to the tip of it and gone, hey, we're pretty close. We probably shouldn't yeah. do this, this and this, but I'd say we have to do the hard reset. Yeah, if you got there to the point and then you went, <clears throat> you know, Johnny, just run up ahead and just check and he's gone. 
Yeah, shit. No, it looks a bit bleak. Let's uh, go back down and we'll come back in another 15 years. Just we'll go back down and just, um, you know, enjoy each other's company and be friendly. Um, it's funny you talk about the connections thing too because as, as a house leader here at school, um, that's what we worked on heavily this year. Like I wanted every single kid in our house, from the little ones to the older ones, to know just about know everybody in the house by name. So I worked on that hard and it, it took a few things of motivation. Some of it was superficial, like it's like, yo, here's this chocolate bar, guys. Mm. Who knows the most names? Um, but then... But there's a deeper meaning, meaningful reason behind it. Yeah, to, <clears throat> there was. And then the kids that won that and I knew that had learnt it purely to get the chocolate, I sprung them again two weeks later and they felt horrible. I don't know if they felt horrible, but... It hit home that they were like, oh, I just did that for the chocolate. And then I did it again, third time. So I used the same three kids third time in a row and they'd realised at that stage, they're like, that's proper business. And one of them actually got through majority of the house. We just ran out of time. And then they, I was like, how do you know? And they're like, oh, when I go to um, when I go to the junior school, you know, I have a chat now and find out who they are. And, mm. and they're like, oh, we're in the same house. And I was like, what's your name? And, you know, so I've got a couple of kids that I think that it has benefited and, you know, we I'm trying to build something a bit different in our house and I think we are a bit different now, which is cool. Um, but yeah, hopefully hopefully we manage to sort it out. Mm. All right, cool. Cool man. So is that it done and dusted? Are we done and dusted? Oh, for I did the I did have something about the future and yeah. I've forgotten forgotten what it is. Man, my mind is like gone, eh? It's like, fried. Um This toast. is probably not the discussion or the topic that you wanted to have. <laughs> this is two days of podcast yeah. in a row, plus I'm just mentally yeah. fried. Um oh no, I've forgotten yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah. No, I wanted to get this one out of the way because if partly for me it was about the fact that you had done three, so I feel like mm. I had to do three. Uh, to stay and also that. I wanted to announce Yeah. Um Mr. T, the big ET, who's going to be on the show? Oh, I remember what it is. Weeks. I remember what it is now. So my thing was, you know, and I, I've, I'm, I'm a real doer. Like yeah. I like doing things, and so I find like during these discussions, sometimes I'm like, okay, well now I'm motivated. Like, what do I do? You know, after talking to Mr. T yesterday, I was like, you know, oh, I'm gonna. I don't know why. I can't remember exactly what he said, but I was like, I oh, said look after your body or something. I was like, oh, I'm gonna do some more exercise, and I went and you know took my dog for a run and then did some stuff so i'm a real doer and i'm thinking now about the future and i'm wondering and i think this is part of the problem too why we don't think far ahead in the future is like well what actually can you do you know like okay our environment's going to shit um you know depending on what country and you might have a good or horrible president or prime minister it's like okay well what can you do and so well you know i can use paper straws i can use biodegradable banks but it's like well actually how much can that affect how much can that do it's costing me more money which is then making me more stressed because i just live paycheck to paycheck and i have to pay you know two dollars for a bag reusable bag every time i shop and it's like and i think that's part of the problem is people don't see what they can actually do to influence their future for a more positive way but i think in some ways that's probably too lofty an idea you know you're not going to solve climate change yourself but the small changes you can make, if possible, probably do add up. And even that, the mentality behind it's probably better if you're thinking about the future and, you know, your kid sees you reuse a bag or, you know, change a straw or whatever it is or walk to work or bike to work. That's actually even more future-reaching, farther-reaching than just the act itself. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm trying to think practicality, what could we do for a better future I guess yeah. there's that thing too, like change is not in everyone, that t- all the successful talk about change not being an overnight success. It takes months of work, hard work, dedication, commitment. Um, and I think that's in in doing something for the future, I think that's what you're trying to build. You're trying to build those people that have the dedication, the commitment and the passion to continue that small effort now to turn into something bigger later. Like Greta, whatever her last name is, um, She's she's put it out there and she's an internet superstar and potentially she people will recognise her and go, you know, what's going on? And she'll go, well, this is the way I saw it when I was then. This is how it is now. This is what I'm doing. And you know, they might you you start to build a following and then get like-minded people and then make that change. So I think that's um, yeah. I think partly in regards to the future, I think it's like you say, you, we can't see what's going to happen. We don't know what our actions now are going to affect what's going to happen in the future, but I reckon it's something we need to discuss, man, because you get to, like we've just covered technology, society, global warming, 
um, planning, you know, all these things that are future orientated and based and related. So, um, yeah, I wanted to put it out there as a as a topic because partly because I'm like a big ideas man, I like to think about things outside the box, and you know, I hope that we reclaim a whole lot of land and and plant trees and stuff like that, and maybe bring back some animals that are near death. Um, just because I think partly that's a cool idea. Like, man, once it's gone, it's gone. Like, maybe med medicine might be able to bring it back, but I'll be watching a Jessica Jones um, series very on, factual, yeah. Yeah, on Netflix again, some of the more, more factual content that I watch on Netflix. Um, but for all the changes that they made to her and the other people that they made, they've turned into superhumans, they've come with massive side effects around anger and, you know, the ability to control themselves and all that sort of stuff. So, you well, know, once that Kiwi and that uh, more is gone, they're gone. Oh, um, R.I.P. the Moa, I'd love to see those. Yeah. <clears throat> I like that though. So I was thinking, I was, you know, I want something to do to make change, but I think you've hit the nail on the head that the, the first change comes about from talking about it. That's the first step in making the change and getting things to change. So it's not necessarily that you have to go out and use recyclable bags, but it's just talking about it for a yeah. start. Because exactly. then you can find out. I've got an interesting story about the future, if, if we can just yeah, man, go man, another man. minute. And I, I, I remember this. I can't remember where I read the story or why I read it, but there was a debate in New York City, I forget exactly when, early 1900s, late 1800s, something like that, where they had this big debate and they were like, okay, well, if New York City continues to grow and expand population-wise and um, size-wise as it is now, if we keep expanding the the streets will be full of cow manure, uh, sorry, not cow, horse manure because they had horse-drawn carriages. Yeah. And they said the amount of horses needed to transport goods and people around the city would just exponentially increase to the point where we wouldn't be able to get rid of it and it would just pile up in the streets. We wouldn't be able to have horse-drawn carriages. And so they said New York is just unsustainable for the future. We can't continue on with New York City. It just, it's too big, yeah. all these city planners. But then what comes along? The car. Yeah. And it just solves all the problems. And so, therefore, they they thought in the future that New York City wasn't going to be a thing, and then along comes a new piece of technology. So I think it's just interesting that, you know, we talk about all these problems, yeah, yeah, environment, definitely. politics and stuff. Who knows what the next thing is that's going to potentially solve those problems. But it's exciting in a way yeah. too. Oh, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. So, oh, man, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know about that. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's a cool story. I guess it's the same like... Um, yeah, an older civilization is like they had they were heavily communal based and we get that saying that it takes a community a village to raise a child uh, which is heavily community based and like people are doing it now and they're doing this whole and doing a great job single mums and fathers out there good on you um, no doubt it's hard but just the wealth of experience and knowledge that you can impart on that kid because even between us two we've got different um, life experiences and um, views on things and so um, we can meet the same child and impart different things onto them. And, and round know, it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah you're probably right because we've probably shifted back into like just just a parent, just trying to parent the kid, you know, and it's yeah. like teachers can't say anything about my little darling child and, you know, only I can tell yeah. them what to do or they should only listen to me. Whereas, yeah, you're right, back in the day, everyone raised that yeah. kid and, you know, if they were being a dick then you know greg down the down the village there probably hit them and said you're being a dick whereas yeah. nowadays you can't do that so therefore the kid yeah. doesn't learn so yeah i think you're onto something yeah so yeah man that's um the future yeah, yeah that's the future hopefully we'll scary get and scary live, live but definitely gonna be here soon yeah. <laughs> yes scary it's coming we don't know what's going to happen we think there's going to be heaps of good stuff there's going to be some bad stuff there's going to be an event that's going to press reset we're gonna charge through it. Zombie apocalypse. That's oh. my that's my money. I would love a zombie apocalypse, would you? man. Yeah, honestly, that's that'd be me. I, I you know, I always thought, yeah, fuck it. You know, zombies, but I don't know if I'll cut out for that stuff, man. I interesting, we had a discussion about not the future but the past when I was living in London with mm. flatmates and we're playing this game as like, you know, um and he they talked about the and we watched uh, no, we didn't watch the question was, um, could you survive in the West? The wild best. Yeah, and he's a people, yeah, I'll be a cowboy, I'm going to shoot up some people. And I was like, and then I was thinking about it, I was like, fuck, isn't there snakes and shit out there? And they're like, yep. And I was like, don't you have to be a good shot to kill someone? They're like, yep. And I was like, fuck, how much were bullets and shit those days? And they're like, oh, I don't know, but there was no money around. So, yeah, it, um, 
Bro, but that's not even the worst thing about the West. Like, you get a toothache, you you like get an yeah. infection, well, you did, bro. You did. Yeah. It's not like you go down yeah. and get to penicillin. You did. What's that like, movie that Seth, um, is it Seth Rogen? No. Seth, uh, Seth McFarlane? Yeah, Seth McFarlane, something similar to that. Yeah, he's like in the West and he can't handle it and he's basically bumming his way through. That's me, bro. I'm oh, zombie apocalypse. No, no worries. Like, I'm definitely dying in the first two days, but right. I still think it'd be cool. Yeah, take I out still, a few zombies. I think I like it because it'll reduce um, my life to just trying to survive, which is um, yeah. good. Hope- I'm, I'm not doing that at the moment, really. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, no. I'm sure you're doing all right. Well, like you're alive, man. Yeah, you but living, I, I think I need, to re- I need to re. I need to evaluate my priorities because I'm stressing out about stuff that I shouldn't. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. So, yeah. but a zombie apocalypse, like, oh well, this don't matter. This don't matter. Yeah. I'm just trying to survive. Well, so I that's think, what I like. That's what I like about the zombie apocalypse. I think that's the thing, man. You need to think about today as being the zombie apocalypse, and then rewind back to the meaning of life, and everything gets done in the time. Yeah, that you do yeah. It. I'm probably a bit stuck in my own head at the moment. But anyway, um, that's why I'm here. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, man, hopefully, if zombie apocalypse still hits, hopefully the internet still works so that we can still podcast. Oh, yes. And, you know, provide a shimmer of light to people that are out there enjoying whatever it is. And if someone opens the door on us, Um, it's most definitely a zombie, not just someone who's probably booked this room. Yeah, no, I think it may be the cleaners who want to get shortly. Um, Nah, that'll be silly. So, yeah, on that note, um, that was episode six, The Future. Um, We've unpacked a lot of things. I'm Hayden. And I'm Maddie. We are DNM. And feel free to slide on in.